Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where Dr. Mosier from Mosier Family Chiropractic shares a variety of topics designed to empower, inspire, and give hope. Take a few notes and enjoy the lesson. Well, hey folks, this is Dr. Mosier here, and I am so, so excited. I have uh, a mentor of mine, a special guest, Dr. Justin Wubin. He has been a really a phenomenal impact in my life, both in chiropractic, but as just as a, a Christian father, a Christian husband. And I am so excited for you to join us. Um, I do want to share a, a funny story with you, Dr. Ruben. Um, we were flying home from Florida. We visited my parents and Isaiah was sitting right next to me and he's hanging on to my arms as he's, you know, we're taking off or if there's any turbulence or anything. And you could tell he's nervous, right? He's just, you know, he's four. He's nervous. He doesn't fly on planes very much. And he's like, Daddy, I'm brave. You know, and I'm like, yes. He's already, you know, doing positive reinforcing affirmations. So I'm, I'm so excited. And that's something you've actually instilled in me is to speak truth into your life, speak right. wisdom. And I greatly appreciate that. But getting started, my first question is, Dr. Wubin, what is your chiropractic story? Why are you a chiropractor? Awesome. Well, first off, thanks for having me here this morning. And um, I, I think that we all have our own unique journeys. Some have big stories, some have little stories. And mine was more of a gradual. Uh, I was junior year of high school. I was out running cross country. My hip locked up and I couldn't even take a step. And my mom said, you should go to a chiropractor. And I said, what is chiropractor? And... They had a uh, little did I know that uh, that adjustment changed my life because the next day was uh, career day. It was junior year high school and I had a great adjustment and the career person who said, uh, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I don't know. That chiropractic thing was pretty neat. And so um, as I went through my journey, actually, I had a mentor. Um, I'm six foot six, so that's kind of tall. But my mentor was seven foot one. So I literally looked up to him on two levels. Um, but anyway, if he was a chiropractor, I was like, I don't know, that's pretty neat. So I started to go into it. Um, and I kind of went into it more of, Hey, well, it's about low back pain and headaches and you know, that type of stuff. And the more and more and more I got into it, especially out of chiropractic school, I found out how much more it was more than just low back pain. Um, I had seasonal allergies. I had kissing tonsils, sinus infections, all those things in my life. Uh, my, my tonsils were the size of golf balls like this for like 20 some years. And I was told to have my sinuses, you know, the adenoids removed and the tonsils removed and I never did but uh, it wasn't until I lived a chiropractic lifestyle outside of chiropractic for about two years and all of a sudden my tonsils went back to normal and I didn't know because it was so gradual uh, one day I looked in my in the mirror I was like where'd my tonsils go <laughs> and they actually receded back to normal and so between heart palpitations seasonal allergies sinus issues again as a chiropractor you don't treat those things but the same thing is they actually uh, resolved. And so through that, I just started, I wanted to know more. I wanted to know why. I wanted to know why these things helped me. And that kind of led me on my journey. And we met at a mutual um, chiropractic event. And um, through that, you know, you just learn more and more and more. And so when you're a student for life, you just, when you have patients that you want to serve and they have all these health challenges, you want to help people. 
And I think that kind of has evolved into more once you started helping certain patients get uh, more confident um, and see those results come. I don't know. Then, then I think that's, I think that's when I really became a chiropractor. When I stepped into the, it's more than just low back pain and headaches, though it does help with that. But <laughs> typically that was what brings us in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, it, so it's fun. It's a, it's a gradual journey. I think that's the best part. And I'm still becoming a chiropractor, uh, even though we've, we've hit some goals to help people and, and you know, lectures and stuff. But it's you evolve. And um, it's fun just to see those breakthroughs. But when a patient cries and says, hey, thank you, um, that's when you become a chiropractor even more. Um, just it, it fires you up to help people. I know that's one of your passions. So um, that's kind of my, my journey and my story. But uh, absolutely. Fun. I love it. I love it. And then that's one of the, the one of the many things that you've instilled in me is is lifelong learning. We're always growing. Uh, if you never want to be stagnant and um, you kind of mentioned something, you know, you and I as well, but you have patients, tears in their eyes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, radically, you've ra- radically changed my life. You know, the, so really I want to get into it. What's, what's the most memorable story, patient story that you can tell us? When you've been in practice for over a decade, it's kind of fun because you, you start running through, you're like, gosh, dang it, that one and that one and that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the most memorable ones, you know, like my pastor fell 60 feet rock climbing in 2006 and shattered his pelvis. Um, and, you know, he went and he had surgery. But he got to the point where his kids couldn't jump on him, couldn't play with him, do anything. And, you know, his wife referred him in and he was a little, he was obviously, you know, those people are skeptical, which is fine. I, I really, I think we all love those because they're not. They're, they're misinformed potentially, or maybe they had a bad experience, but he just didn't know or scared. Um, let's fast forward, you know, he started, he was sore, he was doing better and better and better. And then um, he's to the point now, got five screws in his pelvis like this, his ankle oh like fused together and no one would touch him as a chiropractor. And I just love the heavy, heavy, heavy cases, the ones that are hopeless. Um, but, you know, he's in the point now, he's working out in the gym. He says, I don't know. I mean, he just came in, this was, shoot, that was, Darn near a decade ago, yeah, he came in. He comes in for maintenance care, and he's like, "Nope, no, no, no low back pain, nothing. My, my, my ankle's a little stiff, but he's got his ankle's fused. You know, pieces of bone missing. That's eh, a little stiff. So I mean, it, it's one of those things. Um, and and a funny kind of <laughs> in that journey when I was helping him out, you know." And I was asking him, you know, because as a chiropractor, it's a 50-50 relationship. You know, we do our part when patients have to do their part. And I, I remember when he's laying face down, I just remember the uh, one visit specifically. I said, hey, are you, you doing your stretches each day? And without a beat, he didn't even look up. He goes, are you reading your Bible every day? <laughs> I said, this is my pulpit, baby. <laughs> We're actually mutual friends, too. But, oh, he got me good on that one, which I've been more diligent on, which is great. But, you know, through that, you know, obviously I've been involved in my church. We've had a lot of patients from there, too. But, you know, I could go off of the patient who's had 24 years of migraines every day, four years, you know, four days in a row, the longest is without having a migraine. And now she's like, sets up and says, today, Dr. Ruben, I'm at 100 percent. She hasn't had a migraine over eight, nine years. You know, I mean, just just I mean, you can get into 
pick, pick, pick your, you know, when someone's stomach shuts down, has gastroparesis. And again, I wasn't treating that, but you know, when you need applesauce for eight months straight, if you'd imagine eating applesauce for two days in a row, but this gal had gastroparesis and eight months straight. And now she's at that point. Again, that was about six, eight years ago. And the same thing, the stomach gastro means, you know, stomach paresis is paralysis. So her stomach, just the brain was not communicating there. Now she eats food. She has, she just had a baby not too long ago, like stuff that, I mean, just hmm. careful. It might get started on what's my favorite case. I don't know, but those are the, come the, the big ahas that really pop into it, um, into my mind. And it's, it is, it's fun. It's fulfilling. Absolutely. There, there's even because uh, I haven't been in practice as long as you have, but but we're developing these cases of, wow, you just dramatically seeing God come in and really change these people's lives. And um, I'm looking forward to many more. You mentioned something, you know, you've been in practice 10 years. You have all this success uh, up there in Sioux Falls and and you know, most of my audience that's listening to this, this is 6.30 a.m., so not a bad time for you. It's 5.30 a.m., um, so thank you so much for joining us, but um, you're changing how you practice. What's your new mission in chiropractic? I want to know. We want to know. Right. So a few things. Um, back in 2018, I feel like God had a calling for me to actually help faith-based entrepreneurs. Um, I just have this passion. It's just it's fun to like, you know, see yourself, you know, from where you were, where you are, where you're going. It's, it's super fun. But I just had this little bit extra vision and I started going online because I just knew that's where the shift, the world was shifting prior to this past year and a half. And I just felt like I was, that was my calling to reach people. So I just, I, I you know, practice was tick, 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 tick. And um, I started focusing heavily on helping faith-based entrepreneurs. And um, then when you start again, that, and so I was, I mean, this makes sense. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my calling to do this. But um, then the practice started slipping. Like, you know, just when you don't focus on it, I mean, it's anything in life, it started going down, down, down. And then it was to the point where eventually just kind of the whole world shut down and and then eventually I said, no, I'm going to put my head back down into practice, forget what God put, called me to do and you know, with the patients. And we have now just kicked her right back up. And so there's a few things. Uh, number one of the word is legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm not able to take care of my patients full attention. Like if I'm, you know, I was with the patient and boom, like two seconds off, I was like taking about this. I'll spend a lot of time with my you know, away from my family. I just whatever. Um, but no, I went and I, I got things back up to actually quite a bit of higher level. But then all of a sudden um, I hired an associate doc mm. to pass the legacy on because it's, we can't do everything. And it's the hardest thing. It's not just chiropractors. I think, you know, the stressed out mom at home, all these different people like you can't do everything. You need a community to surround you. And oh, yeah. so it is so powerful. And um so anyways, that's kind of been through my journey, but recently we started diving into, uh, with chiropractic, I mean, it's powerful, it's wonderful. I mean, I love this, but um, there was also a need that was missed and I kind of started diving a little more into neuropathy. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like where basically the, if many listeners don't know, it's just, it's kind of like with the legs, the nerves are basically dying in the legs. The peripheral nerves are in the legs, the feet and the hands. And chiropractic's great. I mean, we've seen a lot of fun turnarounds with, uh, you know, a lot of those, uh, issues and which is fun, but there's just a little bit extra um, focus on neuropathy, helping those patients. And it's kind of like anything, whatever you focus on, 
Um, I, I just, we went head down on that. And there are people who are, they're driving a long, long ways, hopeless. You know, they're told gabapentin, neurotensin, lyric and amitriptyline are their only answers in, in the medical model. And I'm not against medical doctors. Um, I think they're great people. It's just, they're, you know, they're at Mayo and they're getting turned away saying nothing can be done. You got to live like this for the rest of your life. And they're facing basically you know, wheelchairs or potentially amputations um, at the, the tail phases. And I just, again, I like heavy neurological cases. I like big challenges. I love patients who say I'm too far gone or nothing can be done. I just, I didn't, I didn't like that. And again, I have mentors and friends. And um, one day I, I went up and visited uh, him and I said, Hey, what are you doing? He goes, man, I'm helping neuropathy. And oh my gosh, these people, they're grateful. They're thankful. They're finally, they're optimistic. Um, and you can't get people to perfect and you give them an expectation right up front, but you know, you average about 30 to 75% improvement. And, you know, you get your difficult cases that you just tell them right up front. You know, like when my dad had cancer, you know, I was went down to Omaha and they said, John, you got about a 50, 50 chance of living. And he knew his risks and his odds. And um, so we're, we're very transparent up front saying, Hey, if you're too far gone, I don't want to waste your time. But here's the thing. Most people are told they're too far gone and it's not the truth. Hmm. That one's the, that's the part that breaks my heart because here are the neurologists and medical doctors. And again, you know, they're very high esteemed in the, um, um, patient's eyes. And again, I respect them as colleagues too, but I just, you know, we're, we're not trained on the, the same thing when you have drugs and surgery are the only options because those medications I listed, you know, cymbaltolyric, amitriptyline or antipsychotic, anti-seizure medication. So they mask the brain's perception of the nerves that are dying in the legs and the feet. Because it'll just keep going like this. And the second they try to take away, it's just and the side effects are crazy. So, so anyways, that's kind of what we do with neuropathy is, you know, flip things around that help with, you know, nerve flow and then blood flow or, or, or even some oxygen levels as well. I mean, everybody's a little different on how, you know, if you don't need it, you don't need it, but you just find what they're deficient in. And then I use a lifestyle health risk assessment because that actually ties with my chiropractic model. How I assess is Dr. James Chestnut has a spinal health assessment and he has a lifestyle health risk assessment that checks certain things. So when you're actually able to change someone's health and their lifestyle, heck, we had a 93 year old guy from two and a half hours away who couldn't feel his feet like when he's driving. So mm. it took away his driver's license. They're like, dad, we'll never let you drive ever again. Um, and he drove him to each of his appointments and he lived two and a half hours away. But the fun part was on his 90th visit, he goes, he drove his own self because he could feel his feet at 93. Mm. He's the most grateful, graceful, thankful person. Um, but he's like, man, I don't, I don't have to drive around with cruise control in town anymore. And, you know, and his kids were terrified and they probably still are because they're just like, will this come back? <laughs> but, you know, there's tons of those cases um, of just, just heavy, heavy. Sorry, I'm too old. That's a lie. Um, up too far gone, not necessarily. But if you're at that point where your toes are already falling off, which is the later phase, um, it's tough, but the tough challenge is if nothing's done to save the rest of your foot or your ankle, I mean, worst case scenario, you don't lose your feet anymore. That's probably what I love about this. So I don't know. It's just, it's a different level that helps focus on the brain, the nervous system, and just the health of the individual. And um, you get to love on them. And I don't know, that's just been my passion and my focus uh, lately. And I, I really like it. But legacy, uh, as I, and I just hired a doc and then I'm in the process of hiring another doc. So if I'm called to go again, you know, serve the way I'm called to serve, um, help other different faith-based entrepreneurs realize that their business is their ministry. And as we've talked, yes, you know, 
it's just just that's just the game changer but right now i'm just very head down on the people in front of me now it's my staff and my um my doctor my current associate who is she is i love hiring people who are better than what i i can achieve and i and i think i, I know i found one which is good i'm just looking for the next awesome that is so awesome well neuropathy is definitely <clears throat> it's a it's a huge need um you know just by adjusting the 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 feet you know doing extremity adjustments stimulating the nervous system um in our office we have seen people be able to not fall so much because when you can't feel your feet can't feel your hands you're more likely to fall and, and so driving falling you're you now you've told me that these people are on the verge of having their extremities amputated removed and that you're literally saving people from a loss of a limb. Yeah, the, the end, end stage of neuropathy, it's kind of like cancer. There's basically stage one, two, three, four. And that's the tough part because once they're turning purple and you'll see those and you'll, you'll see, and I, I hate to say it, nasty, nasty feet. But what do they know? I mean, the, the, you know, it's, it's the wounds like can't heal. I mean, there's just no, again, no life, no brain, no nerve flow, blood flow. And uh, yeah, that's the, the, the tail end of this, um, which stinks if nothing's done. And the tough part is when you already see the toenails wiggling or fall or falling off or the wounds that won't heal. I mean, there, there, there's again, the best way to say it, there's some unfortunately not pretty feet which we've seen some turnaround, like the yellow fungusy toenails. It's so cool when you see that, again, toenails grow over time, but when you see a toenail, the pink starts coming back. Like if it's like the toenail, the pink starts coming back all the way up right here. Um, you know, the, the nasty, I hate to say nasty because it's, you know, if it's your feet, you feel offended. I apologize if that's the case, but like, it's, it's not beautiful. And it's unfortunate when you see your own feet turn that way, yeah. but when you see them turn around, yeah, but boy, I tell you, when the people get to the end, they go, man, eh, nothing can be done. That's that's things because they had that put in their head by someone who maybe didn't have the right tools. Not bad people, just people yeah. with the wrong tools, unfortunately. You also you said something else. You know, you're you're building a legacy. You know, you're obviously you have mentored me and, and instilled in me that this isn't just a, a business it's not just an office this is this is a ministry and, and we've really i have personally and both ellen and i have taken it personally to to heart to to make this an absolute ministry and, and i'm hoping this podcast this show this this is a, a ministry as well and so really dr wubin i just want you to just kind of have the floor um is there any final thoughts you have anything that you think our audience needs to hear from Dr. Wubin. Well, I think the biggest thing is for the people who are, are hopeless. I mean, and that's the tough part because when you think you're too far gone, that's not necessarily the case. Um, and like you said, to inspire and build people up who are hopeless. I mean, that's kind of one of your callings and why you're doing well is because you find those people. And so this goes for every category of life, not just your health. I mean, I'm talking your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, relational, financial. I mean, you know, just when I say financial, it's more of just 
not that everyone has to be a billionaire millionaire, but it's just kind of if it's just, you know, are we all just being good stewards of what we've been given? And that's, you know, we, that's a, a principle, but let's go now and take that same principles or principles. They roll across everything. With it comes to your family, are you being a good steward with what you have been given? Hmm. With your health, are you being a good steward with what you've been given? With your um, relate, you name a category. It's just a good question. And when you're struggling in that category, this is where it's our responsibility to take action for the things in life, like our, you know, parenting, our uh, marriage, our, you know, th those things. Are you a good steward with what you've been given? Just start with that. And then if you can say yes, congratulations, you're probably seeing some of the fruit. And if you're not, congratulations, it's time to start today. Today is the best day to start being a good steward with what you've been given. It's just look at the beautiful things and the small responsibilities that you might take for granted or those people or the things that you've been given. And hopefully you don't take them for granted. You say, all right, first gut check, number one, am I a good steward with what I've been given? And when it's your health, and, and now let's talk about what we do here. Mm -hmm. It's a good, that's what I would say specifically um, to your listeners. Just, just ask that question. And, and mm -hmm. through, through that, you're going to probably find out, oof, but don't beat yourself up. Take one step forward, build a tiny one. You're going to take a few back. That's called life. <laughs> that's, that's probably what I, I would say uh, to your listeners. And that you can really do that principle for the rest of your life. Awesome. Awesome. You are an absolute wealth of, of wisdom and I absolutely appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you too, Dr. Mosier. And you have a super, super blessed day. Thank you. All right.